from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, is Ipswich City Council in secret talks to sell Ipswich waste services? Two major parklands still closed more than a year after flooding. More bridges needed in Ipswich. The 150th Ipswich Show and AM radio no longer available in some new car models. Walter Williams and Ashley Mack join the show for another yarn over the back fence. It's Monday, March 20, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale didn't affect him very much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990. He's still a media tart and owns a wonderful small business that serves great coffee. Welcome, Ash. Well, it's nice to hear that you like the coffee. I do like the coffee. It's an Andrews. I'm not allowed to drink it anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> Why us, not? Tell us more because, about that. Uh, because of the you know the ticket problem a few months oh, ago. Right. Uh. Well, the other voice you hear is Walter Williams. He's called mm-hmm. Ipswich home for 32 years, and you'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads. He was previously heard doing shows on QFM, Star FM, River. I should throw in 4BH there as well, Walt, and 4BC. Yeah. A warm welcome. Thank you, mate, as I drink my coffee. Now, Just to stop tick Ashley, boy. So, Go Ash, on, are, you, are, you, Ash are you right off the coffee, 100%? Oh, no, I can have probably one a week. I used to drink copious amounts of this stuff, and now I have to sort of monitor the amount I, I take in. Because it's the milk, you see. I've got to just watch the cholesterol. Oh, oh not the thing. coffee. Have it black. That's how I do it. Yeah, I know. I probably should, but I've never been a black coffee drinker. I'm not that tough. But working in the bush, sometimes when you were the breakfast announcer, the inconsiderate late afternoon people would not leave you milk, so you were forced to drink black coffee. I remember that a few times. Oh, no. Oh, yes. No milk in the fridge at the radio station. That should be a crime punishable by death. All right. Let's get on to some serious subjects now. Riverheart Parklands and Colleges Crossing. Still nothing happening just over 12 months after the floods. And I want you guys to give me your thoughts on both areas. But we'll start with colleges. Should it be rebuilt as it was, leave it back to nature or a hybrid of the two? Ash, you live closest. What are your thoughts? Mate, it's, I'm so close. It's somewhere we go for a bit of a walk and, you know, take the dog for a wander and the kids down there to play and that sort of thing. The, the kids used to go fishing down there. I grew up in that in this area and i used to go camping down there before they did all this uh, thing and it was a beautiful place right i've, I've seen some pictures from long mm. ago it, there was literally no man-made improvements it was no. just the river it was very much like twin bridges you know the twin uh, bridges yeah. out, mm. it was very much like that and you'd go down you'd camp under a tree you'd have a little campfire it was wonderful it was because it was in the middle of the suburbs a lot of kids got, got to do it mm. um and it was great so if if what they've done is they've made this thing so complex that every time the water comes through we end up without it for ages they should just let it sort of become a hybrid, I like your word, hybrid of of nature and a little bit of development well above the high water line Mm. because that way those businesses would be protected there if they set up businesses. And quite frankly, it saves mm -hmm. millions of dollars. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, let it. You know, it wouldn't take much to let it go back to nature because nature takes over, doesn't it? It, it does. does, and that seems to be the popular consensus too to let it go back to the basics. You're hearing that vibe, Walt? Oh, you're mm. definitely getting that vibe in the community. All right. What about in, in town though, with River Heart Parklands? What can we do there? You reckon? Is the path Ooh. open yet? Is no, the... no, it's not. Colleges Crossing is still gated. I drove past it on Wednesday. Uh, and, yes, Riverheart Parkland is still gated. And it gets worse. You're going to love this. They've now put up a thing called the Pedestrian Detour. <laughs> so there are signs saying you've got to go through Bremer Street, up Bell Street, and it all starts opposite the council's new monolith. And then it's convoluted. You've got to go through lifts, through Tulma Place and back down this could have all been sold if they'd built a, a full concrete footpath back in the day when they built the one that conveniently finishes right opposite the ICC HQ. Mm. They, they just didn't continue the footpath logically to the to the next car park at the parklands there. What can they do to fix it up, though? What can they do to make it last longer? Well, the thing should be hose down, wash out, last longer anyway. Uh, it was built, it was designed with that in mind. I've talked to former councillors about this. But I think the real reason we've got the pedestrian thing, the latest, is that there's uh, the homeless have taken over the, the abandoned park. So they don't want us to see that. So let's avoid that little bit of ugly in a Ipswich by creating this pedestrian detour. Let's hope there's some more news from council soon because it is it's taking way too long. Yeah, in, in I'm other councils, you're making the phone calls. Yeah, I bet you do, Walter. This Thursday is the next council meeting, and on council meeting agendas, they have a thing called a notice of motion where any councillor can put up something for discussion. And the one that's caught my eye for this Thursday is from councillor Paul Tully, and it begs the question: Is council secretly considering selling off? dare I use the big P word, privatisation, of Ipswich Waste Services. Perhaps Councillor Tully's motion this week is a bit of a clue. One of the items in that motion, uh, one of the dot points in the motion that really leapt out and got my attention, that the councillors, i.e. Ipswich City Council, publicly declare that Ipswich Waste Services is not for sale. What do you think is going on behind the scenes, Walt? Mm. This is... Well, sorry, you go, Ash. I was going to say, is there someone in there who's trying to sell? I, I hadn't heard about this. Is, well, is, is I haven't even heard a whisper. That's why I'm saying is it's secretly being discussed. Mm. And you've got to understand, too, that most councils do use an outside contractor. Ipswich is mm. one of the very few that uses their own staff, own everything. And, in fact, and it Ipswich, makes money, Ipswich, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I believe it does. Ipswich has been very successful because it also has the contract to do Somerset Council area and other private uh, bin collections, both in and outside of Ipswich. So I don't know where this has come from, but obviously there's been some discussion. Somebody wants to get hold of it. Mm. Uh, well, before you start selling anything off, I think you should have your product right. And this product is not right. Ipswich Waste Services, and I've actually put in a complaint about this many times because they miss our bins on a regular basis. It's it's become a thing. Uh, they know me at council now. Um, <laughs> hang on, so hang on. Just, I, I think I might have discovered why this is a problem here, Walter. Why is that? Have you seen the new billboard at Bendamba? No, what's it say? What does it say? They've actually got a giant billboard up telling you how to put out your bins. Yeah. Right? And it's something like um, face and space and face. 
Yep, I do right. all that. Uh, right, that, yeah, oh, I, I thought you might have been sort of facing it the wrong way or something. Oh, no, no, face and space, do it exactly. I, I get the the infrared ruler out to, to <laughs> make the marks between <laughs> the bins. Uh, I think that's hilarious. I thought we all knew how to put bins out. You think so? When you're coming past, just in front of uh, Bunnings it is, actually. I'll okay, check it out next time we go past, yeah. Yeah, well, but, but it's something you you know you got to get right before you start selling, and and I'm not the only one. I think there are a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now who've had the similar issues in all suburbs across the Ipswich city area. We Let, have a a game we play here. Is what sort of mood was he in this morning? <laughs> because <laughs> you, you can always tell if he's in a bad mood because the bin has actually fallen on his back and is sort of balancing on the lid yep. at an angle, right? We just count the number that he's been able to stack that way on the street. It's quite you, funny. You shouldn't but, complain, Ash. You probably have to pay more for that, really. You know, that's yeah, probably. It's a, it's a bit of an art form, yeah. <laughs> well, staying with council, council has a uh, Shape Your Ipswich website, which is where public feedback is sought. And one that caught my eye this month is a call out for character place nominations. Now, while there's already a big list and a strong list of protected places for their heritage and character value, do you think it's possible that after all this time, things have been overlooked? Yeah. Well, I know I was going to nominate Walter as a, as a, as a character <laughs> place because he's been around a long time and he looks as though he's a bit of a monument. But it, the uh, I, I think Thanks a lot. <laughs> that's all right. But I think I, I, you're right. I think we are running out of places because it's always been big on the on the on the the agenda here, hasn't it? Uh, council in the past has been very strong on building that list, and I'm surprised that there's a public call out. But you never know; there might be some things out there we just don't know. Mm. Well, I don't know about myself, but maybe my house, the Ponderosa, it it's dates back to the 1930s when uh, there was river trade here in the historic city of Ipswich with the limestone, etc. Mm. We're still, you know, in the final days. Yep. So, was your place, did your place have something to do with the traffic up and down the river, did it? Yes, yes. Well, that's interesting because there are a few places around. There's actually a place at Dinmore, which was the stop for the Cobb & Co coach. Here's another one. It was the last person to live in it up until a few years ago was a guy named Chris who was the bass player out of the searches. Oh, wow. Did you know that? No. He lived at oh. Dimmel, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, talking of bands, Ash, uh, questions mm-hmm. without notice. How did your party go in Brazil? Did you get any... Uh, no, no complaints. No complaints. No, no, no complaints. But it was it was huge. Shirley and and her uh, her business partner had a great send off, and there were some funny stories. Like Shirley actually told a story where she's representing somebody, and they had to have X rays. Right. And she's gone, she's gone to this meeting and picked up the wrong ones. Oh and, no! Yeah, and she's given the guy the guy. They're supposed to be this guy's X-rays, and it was her breasts uh, X-rays. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some really good stories like that. Funny oh, stuff. Bum, bum. Since our chat last month, Walt, you've been posting on social media about the lack of bridges across the Bremer, and boy, don't we need a couple! Uh, yeah. What kind of reaction and comments did you get? Well, just to go back to the original post, I said at last count, Brisneyland has around 15 major bridges boasting the latest construction on the evening news. And mm. There was another one that they're going to be building, another green bridge coming up as well, I heard in the weekend news. Um, meanwhile, Epi, meandering around the, the river, the Bremer and all of that, we've only got one major bridge that actually has traffic lights on it. 
Uh, so, you know, you do the math, as I said at the time. And it was interesting to see the, the variety of comments come back on that one. Uh, a lot of people agreeing with it and saying uh, I'd arced up. I think they were just trying to be funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, Laurie Atlas, another radio mate. Uh, but even our, our own Ashley Mack uh, put in his two bobs worth, didn't you, mate? Yeah, I did. I can't remember what I said, but I did. Well, I, I can. And <laughs> living here for a long time, Ashley said, I've come to realise everyone seems to want to use everything at the same time. So just his answer oh, yes. is leave yeah. 15 minutes earlier, miss all the traffic. Well, basically. that works. No, honestly, that we, we've been discussing that here because our oldest son is moving there from North Queensland. Yeah. And I was explaining how to handle the traffic here. If in the mornings I leave 15 minutes earlier... I miss the school pickup traffic mm. or school drop-off traffic. In the afternoon, mm. the same thing. If I plan my time, I miss it all. But there is one problem with the bridges out our way, What's and that? That is, which is out, my, I'm out, Chua, is that in the afternoon, there's a rather long trail of traffic on the highway trying to get off. I've mm. experienced that firsthand. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is that when we had the floods and colleges crossing was blocked and the weir bridge was blocked... It was none. Now, that tells you, because it didn't disrupt traffic to Carolee, that the bank up of traffic on the Ipswich, on the on the motorway, mm -hmm. rather the Warrigo, Warrigo, is not caused by Ipswich people. It's caused by Brisbane people having to divert through Ipswich to get to colleges, uh, to get to Mount Crosby. Ah. Um, and those western and suburbs. And, mm. and and they're actually, it's you'll find it's actually easier sometimes to go that way and around to get back into Belberry. You should apply for a survey grant. You'll get thousands yeah. out of this. Oh, that's, I only noticed that from walking when we were walking down the uh, thing. There was, there was all the traffic. <laughs> and, Alan, this is one of the rare times that Ashley and I have agreed on something on Facebook. Yeah, no, yeah, that's good. True. That's uh, I'll, I'll mark that down. Uh, yeah, Ash, we, sticking in your area, mm -hmm. there's desperately a need for another bridge from Borellum Point across to Brisbane side. And I don't know whether you've noticed in your old UBD, you know, paper yeah. maps. It's there. Been, it's still been there. A, there's been a line on a map for decades. And it's nothing. actually still on, it's on uh, Google Maps oh, as Google well. Google got as well, I haven't checked. Yeah, and it, you can see where the road goes. Mm. That, that, but the reason that that is there and that we have a problem is that was all set up um, in World War Two, and the Americans were going to be, build the bridge and apparently they left town and said, don't do anything till we come back. And so we're still waiting. Yeah. We're still well, they, waiting. They could be back sooner than we thought. The yeah. way things are going in the world right now. Maybe it may be a sub. But the other funny thing, if you want to get a rise out of some people, and not that I do that very often, no. but if you want to get a rise out of people, is you just say, hey, replace the um, the ferry with a bridge. And yeah. the people in Mogul, and they go, oh, no, we don't want the Ipswich people here. Yeah, and that's, it'll turn into a rat run. That's a bit sad, isn't it? Because they need to upgrade that road as well and put a bridge in. It's just mm. archaic that mm. in this day and age we're relying on that ferry there at Mogul. Well, one of the things that's going to cause a problem, you know, I was talking about the, the bank up off the highway. Mm. I don't know how true it is, but I saw a post the other day that said we're getting a KFC out here at um, Carolee Shopping Centre. We're getting a Hungry Jack's going to that new service station. Um, we're apparently getting an Aldi by 2025 and a Bunnings and a Kmart. Wow. Now, if to have that sort of uh, shopping Draw infrastructure, mm. 
yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to handle it with one single bridge across the highway. No, it's no. going to cause bigger traffic problems as well. So maybe we need to say to Mr. Kmart, Mr. Thing, and all these people who are putting in these businesses, hey, chip in and, and help pay for the bridge. Good point. Time, time for our favourite part of the show. That's our reminiscing uh, as we have a yarn over the back fence. Now, this yeah. year marks 150 years since the very first Ipswich show. And apart from COVID, and I think a gap in maybe World War II or one, it's been happening every year. Every year. But let's rewind the clock. Earliest memories of a show anywhere. Ash, I'm presuming yours is going to be oh, Ipswich. look, look. <laughs> The Holden Precision Driving Team. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned it. I remember sitting in the grandstands with my father, watching them in HQ Holden Monaro Coupes. And what they'd done is they'd, they were four different colours and they'd stuck the cellophane on the headlights that matched the colour of the car. Ah. Right. Right, so it looked really good at night time and then they'd do these crossovers and they'd had pyrotechnics and all that sort of thing and we thought it was the greatest thing in the world. But what made it really good is that you could actually go down to Faulkner's, Faulkner Motors, which was, you know, where um, Steve Mullet's... No, no, uh, where Steve Mullet's shop is. Oh, uh, in the top of town. Choices Carpet, that used to be Faulkner Motors. Mm. And uh, that's in the HQ times in 72 or whatever it was. Uh, You could go down there and actually see the cars up close. Oh, and oh, that was that was the big thing. We I loved that sort of stuff. Back when I was a kid, I was about twelve years old. Oh, I can remember shows a bit earlier than that, but I'll I'll wait my turn. Mm-hmm. Walt, your earliest show memories. Oh, mine go back to North Queensland because I'm a mm-hmm. former uh, Clownsville boy, and yep. um, I loved going to the show as a kid. I remember one ride in particular. I think it was that like a saucer type thing that would go up and out and had <laughs> octopus. With, my brother was on it with me, and uh, I've always been a big unit. Him, not so much. <laughs> and, and there we are, flying high, and he starts sliding through <sighs> the safety barrier. And so I'm frantically trying to get the attention of the guy who's organising and running the ride to just Stop, stop it, shut it down, because he's about to go out and fly it. Because back then there were no such things as seatbelts or anything <laughs> no. stupid like that. This was the 60s. Uh, and he is in, I'm holding him for what it's worth. And that was the only thing that saved him from flying out of that particular ride, which they did have to stop. Mm. What, was that, what was that ride called? Because I remember there was one at Ipswich called the Hurlow, which you got on, you went round and round and round, got off and hurled. Yes. Uh, no, no, it wasn't like that. It was like like the octopus, I think. You could, oh, yeah. Where, yep. And the arms go up and it spins around and you fly out if you're not seatbelted in and you're a skinny little runt like my brother was. What about you, Al? Well, my show memories would centre around the Pine River show at mm. the uh, Launton Showgrounds there, very basic, uh, and you'd follow that up. I think it was a week or two later, with the Ecker. Oh, it wasn't uh, close, yeah. And getting the uh, train in from Petrie uh, to the Ecker. But like you, I always loved the precision driving team. Uh, like you, you were just hoping for a crash, but it never yeah, happened. exactly. <laughs> and he was banging. Now they finally hit, and then it was, there was just the part. Do you know what else was really – you guys you guys know Darren Griffiths, the bass player? Yes. Darren wins – um, certificates and trophies at the Ipswich show for his eggs. Oh, really? He right. does. He puts his eggs in and he is so proud of his chooks. 
Um, no, it's a big thing. They take it, it very, it very is. seriously. Another one at the show that I used to love and remember were the sample bags that were either free because they were called sample bags. Yes, not show in bags. the truest sense of a yes. sample bag. Uh, they were either free or cost 20 cents. Hmm. And you used to get heaps of stuff in them. Inside Show Alley, my favourite ride was the Dodgems yeah, and the yeah, Ghost yeah. Train. How have rides changed over the years? Like mm. last year at the Ipswich Show, there was this massive ride, which I wasn't quite game to go on, but it was very good to watch. It was a massive structure, and I can't think of the name of it, but I hope it's back again this year and I might pluck up the courage to go on it. Do you remember the the, the donkeys where uh, my mum liked it. when I'd go with my mum? She'd give me get me to ha- throw the balls at the donkeys and the donkeys would kick the chocolates out. Yes, yes. And I was a really I, good shot because she did good get a good, yeah, yeah. good return on the investment. Mm-hmm. Right, get over there and win me some chocolates, you know. <laughs> that, that's where your ROS has always come from, Ashley. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, lovely to talk about the show and uh, it is coming up in May. The 150th Ipswich show, so I think we should all make an effort to be there. I know I will, because mm-hmm. I might be working there again, which is uh, pretty cool. Thank Are you. Are you in the centre ring again? Uh, doing a little bit of that, yes. Attaboy, attaboy. Yeah, yeah no, that's, it's good fun. I want to wrap up with something that's not specifically Ipswich, but because mm-hmm. the three of us started out working on AM radio, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in the news and on radio websites now about AM radio not being in new cars, particularly electric cars, electric vehicles. And they're talking in overseas countries about turning off AM radio. It's it's had its day. <clears throat> Ash, you always have a view on such matters. Are you concerned that AM not radio really. is disappearing? <laughs> not really. There's so many signals out there. Like once upon a time, uh, when I was a kid, you, you basically had 4IP, 4BC, 4KQ, 4BH, and that was basically it, wasn't mm, it? You, it was. you know, and you had a crystal set, and you'd, you'd tune in, listen to YP. But then along comes FM, then along comes the web, and you went from having uh, maybe a dozen signals to now you can listen to Coles Radio, which is fantastic. Coles Radio is rating quite well oh, on the digital. I know, I love it. <laughs> I go to Coles and say, "Hey, it's a good song." Yeah. Yeah. People, that the story is that people walk around with Shazam. Oh, they hear a song in Coles and they put Shazam on. So, uh-huh. oh, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. A bit of a quiz. but We can play Name That Tune. Yeah, that's right. But uh, digital radio, uh, which is broadcast free-to-air, doesn't have the mm. same big coverage, but it's not bad. It's If you've got it built into your car, it's pretty good around Ipswich. Mm. In the future, they can do a lot of fill-in transmitters for digital because it can be on the same frequency as the main ones. And there's no word yet as to when River is going digital, but it is it is on the iHeartRadio app, and I think the, yes. apps, the apps are really – almost superseding free-to-air because you can just listen, as they yeah. say, anywhere. That's well, right. I'm a great one for ABC News Radio on the digital. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. You know. And, the, and no. the same on the smart speakers. I sit at home and just say, hey, Google, play. I better not say that. Uh, it'll start it up. Um, oh, don't, don't. <laughs> I love the way Siri just jumps in a conversation you're having with your wife at late at night and you just go, shut up, Siri. You weren't involved. We weren't talking to you. It's terrible when she sides with your wife, though. Have you noticed yeah. that? Mm. Well, I, I asked Siri last night, is she spying for the Russians? She said no. <laughs> you sure she didn't say yet? <laughs> yet. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been a great great yarn over the back fence. Thanks for joining us again this month. We'll do it all again next month. Thanks, Walt. Thank you, mate. And thanks, Ash. See you, guys. That's it for this episode. A reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, 
people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswitchtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.